This is episode 382 of the Going to Beyond the Food Show. And today we're going to talk about becoming a non-diet coach or what to look for when you are ready to hire a coach that is going to help you with your health, food, and body image. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show, the only podcast that teaches you how to reshape your mind, not your body, to make your life better, bigger, and bolder, your undieted life. I'm your host, Stephanie Dodier, reformed dieter, nutritionist, and coach. You ready? Let's do this. Welcome back, my sister. Today's episode is going to be the recording of a training class that I held in November 2023 titled How to Become a Non-Diet Coach. And I wanted to post it for you to listen because I think this is going to be a great tool for you to know what to look for when you are ready to hire a professional, a provider, a coach to help you with your health, with your nutrition, with your relationship to food and body, and even a life coach. Because many of us as women are investing more and more in coaching, and we want to feel better. So if you're listening to the Going to Beyond the Food podcast, obviously, you don't want to be served diet culture in your coaching, nor do you want to hire a coach that's on a diet. Because trust me, that has a massive impact on how they're going to coach you. Because if they're in their own mind as your coach, your leader, your provider, they believe that being thinner is better. There is a lot of other belief that are brewing on that that is going to permeate what they're going to coach you, what they're going to train you on, and how they can impact your life, quite honestly. So no matter where you are on the spectrum, if you want to become a coach at some point, or that you're not listening to this podcast to become a professional, but you want to hire someone, I believe this training that I did is going to serve you, all of you listening to this. So What we did is we stripped the audio from the recording to make it more palatable. So you can listen to this training in your car while you're walking. You don't have to sit in front of a computer and watch a video recording. Now, if you want the video recording, it is available to you. You can go into the show notes and click how to become a non-diet coach training class. And that's going to give you access to the video recording. Now, I also mention in this training free assessment form. Highly recommend that all of you, again, no matter where you are in the spectrum, if this is a profession for you or not, to download those free assessments and to assess yourself. Life-changing experience. Again, this is going to be included in the link in the show notes. Okay, I'm going to stop talking and my team's going to roll in the audio recording of the training. Enjoy. Any question, email us at info at stephaniedoze.com. Come to how to become a certified non-diet coach. I am your host. 
Stephanie Bézier. I am a clinical nutritionist, a certified intuitive eating counselor, a coach, and a reformed dieter of 25 years. I live in a fat body as well because I spent 25 years dieting literally my life away and I hit rock bottom in my late 30s and for the last 11 years been undieting my life regarding and investigating all the things that I was taught around who I am, my body, my health, the way that I eat, what I can and can't do in life. And I changed my career and I am here now as a fat non-diet nutritionist, helping women undiet their life and teaching professional how to switch from the traditional model of health, nutrition, to a place of non-diet approach using a methodology that I created called Going Beyond the Food, which I will talk to you about today in this class. I have founded something you may have heard of called Undiet Your Life Coaching Program. I have been running this program for the last six years. And from there, and the demand of professional and people wanting to help other women, I created Undiet Your Coaching Practice and an Undiet Coaching Certification, which is a global training platform for professional and coaches to learn to do their own healing and then learn how to move their practice to the non-diet approach. I am looking forward to spending the next 60 minutes with you and teach you a revolutionary process to coach women when it comes to health, nutrition, and even life coaching. This workshop is for you if you have your own journey with dieting, restrictive eating, disordered eating, body dissatisfaction, and you are on your healing journey and want to know how to help other women discover the same life after diet culture that you are now discovering for yourself. This is for you if you are a active provider, a nutritionist, a therapist, a social worker, a fitness professional, and you want to integrate the non-diet coaching approach in your own practice. And perhaps you just graduated from a, an education in a very traditional sense of health and nutrition, and you know that is not how you want to practice, this workshop is for you. Now, I'm going to have put a disclaimer here to say that this workshop is not for you. If you coach or teach people how to intentionally lose weight, and want to continue to promote intentional weight loss tactic. Now, many of us, me included, have taught, coach, consulted with people on dieting. That's how I started my career as a clinical nutritionist for the first three years. And I'm very transparent with that. But then I discovered that I was harming people 
and it came very abruptly realizing how I was causing my patients and client serious harm with the kind of care I was providing. And then I discovered back then intuitive eating and the non-diet approach, which later came to be called the non-diet approach, and I changed. So there's a lot of us here that were at some point, and perhaps you are right now, coaching intentional weight loss, but you want to change. If you want to change and you want to learn something different and you want to do different, this is for you. But if you're not, then this is not the meeting for you. During the workshop here, I am going to help you gain clarity on what is the non-diet approach and what it's not. The three mistakes I see people make when coaching women with health and how to avoid those mistakes and what makes our non-diet coaching certification unique and why you will stand out after graduating. Plus, you will hear from a few of our incredible students who are graduate from our certification. So without any further ado, let's get started. I've got 60 minutes of packed information for you. You probably would benefit from having a pen or a device to take note. If this is your first encounter with the non-diet approach, I guarantee that I'm going to knock your socks off. You ready for this? I'm going to move with shared screen because I have some pretty cool slides to share with you. And then I'm going to come back at the end if you are live with me for question. And if you want to submit your question at the bottom of the screen, you can use the Q&A box and I can also coach you live. And if you're watching this in a recording or on our podcast, because we have two podcasts that are going to be on the food show and on diet your coaching, you can send your question to info at stephaniedodziate.com and it will be our pleasure to answer all of your questions. Okay, let's start with a quiz because what else is better than a quiz? Are you under the influence of diet culture? That's what we're going to try to determine with this quiz. So you're going to need a pen, a paper, your iPad with your digital pen. I'm going to ask you five questions and you're going to tabulate the number of yes and the number of no. And then I'm going to give you a result after that for that quiz. You ready? Let's do this. Okay. First question. Do you secretly feel in your own head, without saying it, do you secretly feel that you are better than your client because you know more about health and about nutrition and about your field of specialty? Yes or no? There's none between. It's yes or no. Question number two. Do you believe in the concept of some food are healthy, some food are unhealthy, or that there is a right way of eating and a wrong way of eating? Yes or no? Question number three. Are you, quote, watching, end of quote, your personal weight because you are afraid of gaining weight? Now, I'm going to be 
more precise on this question, if you are weighing yourself with the scale at home, if you are tracking macro intake or calorie intake, you are measuring body fat or measuring with the tape parts of your body, then the answer is yes. It's an automatically yes answer to that question. So are you, quote, watching your weight because you are afraid of gaining weight? Now, it could also be you are measuring the size of your clothes. And you know the answer for this. Like, are you personally concerned or afraid of gaining weight? That was question number three. Yes or no? Do you believe, question number four, do you believe that at some weight level or BMI level or health status, one must and need to lose weight? Yes or no? Last question. Do you secretly again, without saying it out loud, think that people that are, quote, fat or live in larger body are unhealthy and that perhaps it's their fault? Yes or no? So dabbled the number of yes, heavily the number of no. And I'm going to give you the scoring here. If you answered any of the five questions with a yes, you are under the influence of diet culture. The more question you answered by yes, the more influence diet culture has over you. So there's a question now, what the heck is diet culture? Diet culture is a system of belief. It's a set of custom, it's a set of social messages, it's a set of acceptable social behavior that place value and focus on body weight, body shape, body size, over and above health and well-being. It's also a culture that worship thinness. And that also equates it, the thinness or the non-thinness, to health and moral virtue. What does that mean? That means that you can spend your whole life thinking you're irreparably broken just because you don't look like the thin ideal. So I shared my story at the beginning. For me... That's what I did for 25 years, right? I spent 25 years pursuing thinness because I thought I wasn't good enough. And then later on, I pursued optimum health. When I gave up on the weight thing, I fell over to wellness culture and then pursue optimum health again as a way of being good enough. A third aspect of diet culture is that it promotes weight loss as a mean of attaining that higher status. Remember that the thinness is centered as moral health virtue and that the pathway, the tool to achieve that thinness is weight loss, either with restricting food, food group, over-exercising, toning, all the method known to lose the weight. 
Now, this means that you feel compelled to spend a massive amount of your resources, your personal resources, like time, energy, money, trying to shrink your body, even though, even though the research is very clear that there is not one diet that is known to work long term. But you continue like you feel like there just has to be a way. And in fact, for me, that's why I, when my health collapsed and my life collapsed at the end of my 30s, I decided to go back to school to finish my health science degree and I got the nutrition degree. And to be honest, and I've shared this many times on my podcast, I did that because there had to be a way for me to control my weight. And if nobody out there knew how to do it, because I had seen all the specialists and all the gurus, and I tried all of that, nothing was working, I was going to find my unique way of weight. I was going to find the answer. That's what this means, like being compelled to spend all of your resources. Aspect number four of diet culture is that it demonizes certain way of eating while elevating others. This means that 20 years ago, everybody, guru science, told you that low fat was the right way of eating. While today, research, science, guru, everyone is telling you that the right way of eating is low carb. This means that you're forced to be constantly hypervigilant about your eating and ashamed of making certain food choices that actually you enjoy and it distracts you from the pleasure associated with eating. In fact, it makes it shameful for you to have pleasure in eating. And the last aspect of diet culture that's very important for all of us to understand as professional, diet culture oppresses people who do not match the thin ideal and the supposed picture of health, which disproportionately arms women, femme, trans folks, people in larger body, people of color, people with disability, and has ripple effect on mental and physical health. Now, that's diet culture. Why is that a problem? I think it's pretty clear why it's a problem, but let's take it a step further and answer that question. Why is it a problem? The problem is that diet culture blames women, in our case, because my methodology is specialized for women. It blames women. It blames their resources, their effort as the problem. You haven't tried hard enough. You haven't place enough of your resources, of your time, of your money. You haven't invested enough in order for you to be thin. So it blames the women, their resources, their effort instead of the actual problem, which is the process and the system. And this is what we are changing in the non-diet approach. The non-diet approach and the way that I'm teaching it specialized for women, we go under the principle that women, that their body, that their body weight are not the problem. 
that the problem is systemic and that the solution is within a liberative process to unlearn socialization. We believe that women can be trusted with their eating and their health decision. Women's body can be trusted with their ability to manage health, to manage weight, to manage food choices. We believe in a weight-neutral approach to health that focus on promoting health behavior, not weight number. And we believe ultimately in women's agency over their body, their health, and their life. And in order for us to facilitate a non-diet culture approach, we use cognitive behavioral coaching to unlearn the socialization from the system. We use intuitive eating to change and alter eating behavior. We use a weight neutral approach to health and we use body neutrality for body image. We live in a patriarchal society that is steeped in diet culture. Therefore, trusting our bodies, trusting ourselves as women is a radical act. Claiming our autonomy and our agency as women in face of food, weight, health, the size of our body is an uncomfortable process, very uncomfortable. And that's what we are here for as non-diet coaches. We support our client in the process of claiming their autonomy, their agency, and building up their skill set. That's what we do as non-diet coaches. My program, the Non-Diet Coaching Certification, our purpose is to reinvent how we coach women with their health. We believe as an organization that it can be easy for women to care for their body and their health. We believe that women can be trusted with their nutritional needs. And we are changing how coaching is facilitated by trusting women in their health, focusing on developing health-promoting behavior from a place of ease, using gentle nutrition practices. Women deserve to feel good in their body, no matter what their body size, their looks, their age, their abilities. Here are the three mistakes that I have observed over the last four and a half years, almost five years now, training and coaching health professional provider coaches from all backgrounds. These are the three most common errors that I see people make when coaching women around any topic with health, eating, self-acceptance, confidence, and I want to teach you how to avoid them. What's the solution to those mistakes? We're going to get started with number one. Mistake number one, I kind of hinted at this at the beginning. Co-opting diet culture without knowing. So we did that test, remember, and I explained to you what diet culture is. Without you sharing or without you having to tell me, it's likely... I've been doing this presentation for many years, face-to-face, 
and digitally. And uh, everywhere I go with this presentation, people are shocked that they're co-opting diet culture until they met me. Like, oh my God, like, you made me realize something that I didn't know I had been doing for 10 years in practice. So it's likely your situation right now. You just realized a few minutes ago that you were co-opting diet culture without knowing. So it's not your fault because you're here. So you're likely self-identified as a woman. Therefore, you are the target of diet culture, just like your clients are. You are not an exception and you're not supposed to know better as a professional person. You are likely entrenched in diet culture in your own personal life. So it's absolutely no surprise that in your practice, it is the same thing. Now, question I often get at this point is, okay, I understand diet culture. I understand that although it's not my fault, I'm co-opting it and I want to change this, but why is this even present? Where does this come from? And this is where I want to introduce you to fat phobia. Fat phobia is also named weight bias, weight stigma, sizeism. These are all meaning the same thing. It's the fear of fatness. Now, this fear of fatness also shows up as negative attitudes, stereotype, and oppression that people who are not in the thin ideal body, people who live in a, quote, larger body than the thin ideal, are exposed to. There is three forms of fat phobia, of fear of fatness that are present in our current society. There's the intrapersonal one, also known as internalized fat phobia, which is the one that's most common, is when we have internalized the message that will go globally. Fat is bad. Fat is unhealthy. If you are fat, you are lazy, right? These messages, we have internalized them and we are telling them to ourselves in our own head. Secretly in our own mind, we repeat the message we've heard. We shame ourselves. We criticize ourselves. We put ourselves down, right? We constantly think we are not enough. We have internalized these ideology, these biases, and we oppress ourselves. We become our own oppressor. The second form of fat phobia is interpersonal, which is how other in the world view us and respond to our body weight, shape, and size. So as a woman who lives in a larger body, I live approximately in a size 20, American size 20 body, I live that every day. If I enter a room with people that I don't know, I can see it in people's eyes. I can see people scanning me up and down, right? And then I can almost see their thoughts in their brain, right? That's what we mean by interpersonal. And sometimes it's even vocal. Now that doesn't happen a lot to me because I carry myself with 
a lot of confidence because of all the works that I've done with my body image over the last eight years. But I hear it from my client all the time. People will comment on their body because they haven't yet done the work. They haven't set up boundaries. They don't carry themselves with confidence. People will comment on their body. So that's interpersonal fat phobia. And then the last one is institutionalized fat phobia, which is part of your practice, is where we have structured our approaches as providers to reinforce the message of diet culture. So when we sell intentional weight loss, when we sell meal plan, ways of eating, when we have weight loss program, we are institutionalizing within our practice a system that says to the world, being fat is terrible. Come here, I'm going to solve your problem of why you can't get smaller because being fat is terrible. Now, I know as I'm saying that, it may be hard on some of you, and I fully recognize that. And I want you to practice self-compassion right now, right? If you're selling any kind of restrictive plan and plans that are associated with weight loss and you're hearing that, like this whole last 15 minutes could be a shock to you. So I want you to put your hands on your heart and I want you to take a deep breath and say, repeat after me, it's completely normal for me to feel shame. Now that I understand what diet culture is, what fat phobia is, it's totally normal for me to feel triggered by what I'm hearing in this webinar. It's totally normal. And it's totally normal because I was educated as a professional to be fat phobic. I was trained to deliver weight loss. So it's completely normal that I'm doing exactly what I was trained in until today, until I hear this very important message. Meet yourself with compassion. It's not your fault. The purpose of this training is not to blame you, to shame you, but is to be that moment in your life, in your professional life, where you are being thought a different approach. I want to put it all together for you. Where does diet culture come back? At the root of it all, one of the bigger system that takes away our autonomy and our agency as women is patriarchy. Patriarchy is the structural system by which society is built to favorize, to put in position of power people identified as men. And in order to oppress women, to keep women doubting themselves and not claiming their power, about 200 years ago, we, invited, we invented the beauty standard, diet culture, weight loss, gyms, supplements, diets, and that became a thing called diet culture. And combined with that, we created involuntarily the fear of fatness, what we know as fat phobia. 
And that is what drives in ourselves and in our client the desire to change our body, to make it smaller, to make it look younger, to get cosmetic surgery, to put creams, makeup, right? All that stuff. And that leads to dieting. And dieting is recognized by science to cause side effects, such as binge restrict cycle, body dissatisfaction, poor mental and emotional health, low self-esteem, and weight cycling. That's the full picture here. So when you did the quiz, at the very beginning of this presentation, you didn't know maybe that what diet culture is, or perhaps if you knew what diet culture is at the highest level, you didn't understand the intricacy of it and how it plays in your profession. And again, it's not your fault. That's how you were trained. And in fact, I'm going to go a step further to say this is why I created the non-diet coaching certification, because there was nothing out there training provider, coaches, and professional in an anti-diet culture approach to health. Even me, when I was looking to get trained on cognitive behavioral coaching, I found one school that was teaching it, and alongside to that, they were teaching a weight loss program. I couldn't partake in a school that taught values that were completely against everything that I believed in and lived in my own life. I had to go find an individual to teach me cognitive behavioral coaching who lived in the fat body herself because there was nothing out there. That's why I created the non-diet coaching certification to offer a solution. And because I target women, professionals and providers that themselves work with women, I make my approach very unique to understand how diet culture very specifically affect you as you found out in that quiz and me. So what's the solution to that mistake? It's to evaluate your personal socialization to diet culture and fat phobia and how it impacts how you give an interpretation to your field of specialty and how you teach, for example, health and nutrition and fitness. To help you with that, in the replay email, or if you're watching this on the replay page, there will be at the bottom a button that says download the tree assessment form. I want you to take those assessments. Those are our official assessments that we use in the non-diet coaching certification to assess our practitioner and that our practitioner uses with their client. I want you to do every one of those three assessments. It's going to take you probably 20 minutes and I want you to sit with that. And I want you to think about how your personal relationship to food, to body and to health impacts your clients and your patients, which leads me to mistake number two. Once you've done that, not healing your own relationship to food, to body, and to health is the second mistake. You cannot, you will, let me just say another way, you will teach 
fatphobic program, fatphobic coaching, fatphobic counseling session, if you are fatphobic towards yourself. It's just inevitable. In fact, it is so well known that there's a research, there's an international study that was conducted in 2012 in 14 countries. And the results were astonishing. A whopping 77% of nutritional students felt that disordered eating behavior and even eating disorder were a concern among their peers. Now, that study was done in nutritional university that teach dietetic. Now, the reason behind why so many students of dietetic present disordered eating behavior is complicated. It's not just one thing, but for sure, their own entrenchment in diet culture as students, their own exposure, their own socialization to diet culture in the thin ideal is a huge motivator for them to first sign up and get accepted in a dietetic program. And even for health coaches, I see that over and over. It's the same thing. The reason why there's so many health coaches these days is that they, these are the people with disordered eating behavior that want to take it a step further and go get a certification or go get a degree in it. So there's no choice for those individuals if they don't do their own personal work of liberating the way they think about food for themselves and their body and health, that they will teach and counsel their client with diet culture influence. That's what we do inside of the non-diet coaching certification. We help you as an individual unlearn diet culture. You do your personal work. It's a private container where you get to do your personal work. And that's the testimonial you're seeing on the screen here from one of our students who halfway through the program. So this was a six month cohort and she was at the three month mark. And we as a group had evaluated our relationship to food, our relationship to our body and how it had changed over the three months of us doing our personal work. And that's what she's sharing, how different her personal life was. No more binging, no more restriction, feeling relaxed for the first time in her life. And we're talking a lady that is in her early 40 here. For the first time in her life, she was relaxed around food. And she said, quote, with my body, I don't hate it anymore. I actually have respect, gratitude, and compassion for my body. And I actually live with a high level of integrity with myself and my value in my practice. She's no longer putting on a show in front of her client. She's actually embodied. That is the number one goal in a non-diet coaching certification is that you become an embodied intuitive eater an embodied body neutral person and somebody who embody weight neutral health. 
Because once that happens in your life, and I'm clicking my finger, once that happened in your life, it will automatically impact your client. You will not be able to sell weight loss. You will not be able to tell people to restrict food because it will be in complete misalignment with how you live your life and your own personal value. That's the most impactful part of the certification. And I know once I get you there with my program as a professional, it will change your practice right away. And I know by doing that, by impacting one of you as a professional, thousands of women will be impacted in years to come going through your practice. The last mistake. Professional thinks that coaching health and nutrition is about intellectual knowledge. And that's me. There's no study, like air quote here, on that. This is me. I've been doing this gig for eight years now, having spoken in front of people, have been hired by dietetics department in university to speak. And having people raise their hand, what is the solution to your clients struggling with food? Study, research, meal plan, structure, discipline, right? People think that, and again, it's not your fault. If you went through a nutrition degree like me, you were taught to do that. I became, through my training, an expert in doing meal plan. Because that's what I was told, right? That the way to change people is to give them facts and structure. But the truth is the act of eating is not the outcome of intelligence and a possession of a data point. It's a behavior. And behavior are the outcome of emotion. What? I know, I will get you there just a minute. So if it's not intellectual knowledge, then what is it? Let's take a client case. Let's take a study case. A client's come to you with one of those behavior and they want your help. Emotional eating, on and off of exercise routine. I'm struggling with cooking food at home. I'm struggling with getting enough sleep. I got a broad range here because I've got a broad range of people who are listening to this presentation here. What do you do? Before provider works with me, here's what typically they do. They'll send their client a study of the most recent article in hope to convince them with data points. They'll offer a meal plan. They'll offer deep breathing, macro tracking. They'll give them a lesson on increasing self-discipline. And even these days, what I'm finding is apps. They'll get their clients to use an app and reporting all of their health metrics. And they will follow up every day with their clients in hope to create compliance. Does it work? Well, it's like dieting. Diet works until they don't work. That kind of health coaching works until it doesn't. When the clients stop 
working with you, when the package ends, a year later, you're no longer there to follow up on them, to unknowingly shame them for their lack of compliance. They don't have the guru slapping them on the butt. So what happened? The whole behavior comes back. That's actually what happened to me. When I started my practice after graduation, I actually, I was so gung-ho that I actually started my practice before graduating. I started doing health coaching. And by the time I graduated with my degree, like my business was up and running, the building was built, the inventory was in the, I had a ton of supplements and like I was like in full practice mode. And a year and a half later, I tell the story on the podcast on dietary coaching. A year and a half later, I started to see it was a local business, right? Back in the days, digital online world did not exist. So it was a locally in Toronto, Canada. And I was going in a grocery store and I saw a former client of mine who had done a three-month package with me a year ago. And that client, when she saw me, she ran away from me. Like she literally changed aisle in the grocery store and kept avoiding me in the store not to see me. And by coincidence, we ended up in the same aisle together 15 minutes later. And the first thing that came out of her mouth was, I'm so sorry, Stephanie. And she kept looking at the floor. I'm so sorry, Stephanie. I'm so ashamed. All the work we've done together is wiped out. Look at my cart. It's full of junk food. And then she went on and on. And that event marked me. And I went back home that day. I'm like, there's a problem, Stephanie. Like the way you're practicing nutrition, you're creating in people what you so desperately want to change for yourself. And that's when my practice changed. That's when I started to take training and discovered intuitive eating and then on diet approaching coaching. And I actually closed my practice in Toronto and went online and I changed the way I dealt with people. So here's, I have a question for you. Since we're so trained in a depth of science, right? What does the world of science have to tell us about human behavior, right? Eating behavior and health behavior and all of that. What does it have to tell us? Well, the world of behavior is primarily the field of psychology and neuroscience. And there's something that some of you may be aware of. It's called cognitive behavioral therapy. It's a field of research. It's a field of practice. Some of you may be trained in it, whereby we have traced back how human create the behavior that they have. And it's a model of practice. It's the gold standard of most human behavior change and transformation practice. This is it. This is Stephanie's simplified version. So we don't teach therapy, we teach coaching. So me and other coaches have taken the cognitive behavioral therapy and simplified it to make it a coaching model that explained behavior. So there's a trigger, there's an event, there's a circumstance in people's life that they have to respond to. And 
how you men create the response to that circumstance is by going in our brain, in our data point, and looking for the, quote, right way of making a decision or a choice. So we look at our belief system, our past experience, our assumption, our various identities, and then and this happens within milliseconds. And then, poof, we have a thought, an opinion, a decision, a choice is made, and poof, it's communicated to the rest of the body via the central nervous system. And it shows up in the body as sensation, gut feelings, emotion. And then we, poof, have a behavior, a reaction to that emotion, the sensation in the body, right? That's how we create behavior all the behavior we have is created under that same model. So when we're thinking about what we do for a living and helping people change their behavior, are you using that model to help your clients with their behavior with food, with their body, with health, with their fitness? And the answer in most cases is no. Why? because you've never been trained on this in school. I know I wasn't, and all the professionals that come to my training were never thought this. So the solution is to learn the cognitive behavioral coaching model and then apply it to the things you do. So I'll take a classic example of eating behavior, the classic binge restrict cycle, right? So we have the circumstance of eating and then our data point in our brain are diet culture, right? Good and bad food, healthy and unhealthy. And so when we have to make a decision, the typical woman entrenched in diet culture will have these thoughts that I've listed there. I can't trust myself with food. Carbohydrate are bad food. I can't eat too much. I'll gain weight. I don't know what to eat, how much and when to eat. Let me go to my tracker. And I'm like slapping my wrist because Today's where our tracker is on their watch. And these thoughts create frustration, shame, guilt, restriction in the body. And then women act from these feelings with overheating behavior, binge, rebellious eating, using food to cope with all those crazy emotions that are going on because of how much they're thinking about diet culture. And that creates the binge restrict cycle. That's what I have illustrated here. That is the traditional model of how we as practitioners have been trained to coach women. We create the red box there is our intervention. We intervene after the emotion and we say more willpower, more discipline, more structure, numb your emotion so that you override the rebellious behavior response to frustration. You numb the frustration and instead using willpower and discipline, you eat the right way. And that's where you act as the bearer of willpower and discipline and guru and they want to please you. But when you go away and that red box is removed, the old behavior comes back in an instant. And that creates people who suppress their emotion, who limit their eating, who don't know what to eat if you're not there, if they don't have a meal plan or a calorie counter. They become really good at obedience to rules and they have no 
agency, no autonomy, no self-trust. So what do we do instead? What do we do as a non-diet coach if we're not going to do it the old way? What do we do in face of emotional eating on and off exercise routine? I don't take time to cook and lack of sleep. So what do we do instead? So when the client comes to you with problems around emotional eating and on and off exercise routine and they want to take more time to sleep and to cook at home, our response is not to give them tactics and meal plan. Our response as non-diet coaches is to investigate why. So investigate our client's thoughts about eating behavior that creates the emotion that drives the behavior. So we first step, it's a three-step process, a cognitive behavioral coaching model the very first step is we help uncover how they create the current behavior and only help our client heal what we know how it's created. It's the damn root cause model that we use in functional medicine, right? We use that in functional medicine and we bypass it when it comes to eating behavior. It's so interesting when you start looking at what is being taught and how professional practice. So step number one is we help our client uncover how they created the current behavior. We show it to them. We say, okay, it's because you believe that there's good and bad food. You think you can't be trusted with food because you're fat and you believe that fat is unhealthy and that makes you feel really anxious and you use food. You're emotionally eating because you've so much anxiety created in you because of all those diet culture teachings. And we show it to them and we say, do you want to change this? And we go to step number two, which is consent. We don't tell people what to do. People decide. That's the whole agency and autonomy angle of non-diet coaching. They decide if they want to change their beliefs. And we tell them that you have to change your belief and your thinking around food in order to change the binge restrict behavior. And then if they say yes and they consent into changing their belief, we help them find the new belief. We help them with intuitive eating and weight neutral approach and body neutrality. And we coach them to become the person who believes that all bodies are good bodies. And we coach them. And that's the biggest part of coaching is we help them form that new belief. And we hold their hand while they're struggling believing that all bodies are good bodies and we support them in that process that's what non-diet coaching is about vastly different from the traditional eating health and body coaching that we've all been trained for so we work at the belief system instead of suppressing emotions so when we work at that changing the belief, what we do is we help people adopt new belief that creates new thoughts like, I can trust myself with food. I can trust my body to guide me with my food decision. I can trust my body with its weight. I'm innately worthy. And that leads our client to, instead of feeling anxious around food, they feel at peace. They feel that the first time in their life, 
they can trust themselves. That their body is not their enemy. Their body is their ally. People feel liberated. And now from there, from these new feelings and these new way of believing, they eat following their eating cues. They focus on health-promoting behavior that have nothing to do with their weight. They learn to move their body, not to reshape their body, but to be stronger, right? They learn to process their emotion. They learn gentle nutrition, and that changes their eating pattern for the rest of their life. Just a quick note on the different framework that the non-diet approach use one of them being the intuitive eating framework. The intuitive eating framework was created by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Roesch based on the field of research and eating disorder. That's what we teach inside of the non-diet certification. We teach the intuitive eating framework with the lens of the cognitive behavioral coaching model. So few read the book of intuitive eating or perhaps are even an intuitive eating counselor the difference is that we then teach you the cognitive behavioral model and we teach you how to coach intuitive eating from the human behavior angle instead of giving people because i've trained so many intuitive eating counselor who taught that by giving people the 10 principle of intuitive eating or getting their clients to read the book, that would change their behavior. But it's not. We gotta deal with the emotion. We gotta deal with the belief system. And that's the power of combining intuitive eating and cognitive behavioral. This is why coaching health behavior, according to the traditional model, is never the solution and why the dieting industry is consistently growing because it doesn't work. People keep coming back over and over with the same problem because it doesn't address the human behavior portion. So why does the non-diet coaching work? Because it addressed the root cause of the behavior the health behavior, the eating behavior, we address the thoughts and the belief. And most often, it's all linked to body image. If you coach women, if you counsel women with anything to do with food health, and you do not address body image, body dissatisfaction, guaranteed that whatever transformation you're getting is going to be temporary. Because women will go back to their whole behavior because of internalized fat phobia and externalized fat phobia. This is why the non-diet approach works is because we go at the root level. We move women from not enough to I am enough. I can trust myself with food. I can be safe in my body. It's easy for me to take care of myself. We have the tool to create that belief and thought level changes in our client. This is an extract of one of the class that I teach in coaching, and I wanted to share it with you. When people change their belief, they see the world differently. 
and their world change. When we change our self-belief, our self-image change. Therefore, how we engage with the world change. When we change how we see ourselves, we show up differently in the world. We feel different. We take action differently. And we create results that we never thought possible simply because we could never see it before. That's what we do as non-diet coaches. Now I want to take a few minutes to walk you through our certification, the non-diet coaching certification. And often people will ask me like, what is different about your certification versus a traditional health certification or intuitive eating counseling, right? The difference is that coaching at the thought and the belief level, because you do the work on yourself. You become more confident as an individual. You change your self-image and you show up in your practice differently with a greater level of confidence and you can help your client with anything that has to do with thoughts and feelings related to food, related to health, and sometimes beyond the food. That's why I created the non-diet coaching certification to change how coaching is delivered for women because we as women deserve highly skilled coach that can help us change our socialization to diet culture and change who we are. Our coaches understand that the non-diet approach must be coached vastly differently from what they previously have been taught and certified in. All the diet culture approaches in order to create lifelong sustainable results. Our coaches are courageously leading their client to go deeper, to brush off the surface. We don't do surface shit. They go deeper in their self-awareness to develop a greater level of self-trust at first with food and beyond the food to create safety in all part of who they are. Our coaches become leader in their community. We train people from all vast niches We train people that are therapists specialized in women counseling. We train people in the fitness industry. We train people in nutrition. And those are coaches because they have changed their own belief system, their self-belief about themselves, go back in their community and their niches and their specialty. And they become global leader, thought leader who change their own coaching spaces. And then we teach you about business because we cannot sell the non-diet approach in the same way that we used to sell our services with diet culture. So we teach you a new way of engaging with your business as well. As I mentioned earlier in the replay email or around the video here, you will have our non-diet assessment tools given to you for free. And I urge you to do these assessments on yourself so you can get a clear picture of where you are 
in your socialization to diet culture personally and then how it interfaced with your clients. So the non-diet coaching certification, take a few minutes and I'm going to entertain any question at the end of that. The non-diet coaching certification is a six-month container where I personally coach you and teach you how to first embody intuitive eating, body neutrality, and weight-neutral health coaching in yourself. So I take you through all the module. We unpack what it is for you. We help you embody it in your own life. And then I teach you how to use it in your practice. That's what I call the going to beyond the food method. It has three key components to it. At the center of it is the cognitive behavioral coaching model. That's what we learned first. We spend um, two months learning all that there is to learn about human behavior and emotions and thoughts. And we teach you a whole bunch of tools to be able to coach yourself and then coach other human using cognitive behavioral coaching. And then we take that framework and we apply it to intuitive eating. And then we take the cognitive behavior and then we apply it to uh, self-esteem and body image work. That's the going to be on the food method. That's what we teach you, coach you, and help you embody, and then professionally serve other people using these uh, methodologies. So our training curriculum is quite extensive. We have two, two aspects of it. We have the professional training and the business training. In the professional training, we teach you, as I mentioned first, the cognitive behavioral coaching model. And if you choose, we can certify you and you can become a certified cognitive behavioral coach. Our certification process for all of our certification is quite extensive. We have exams and we have practice logs that we require from you and you have to attend all the live class with me and participate so I can see your level of understanding and embodiment. And that's the certification process. You can choose to do the certification without taking on the certification. We have a number of people who choose to do that for personal development. But if you're a professional and you want to be certified, then you're going to do the certification process in month five and six of the certification. So the first uh, certification we offer is the training on cognitive behavioral coaching. We have a number of classes. I'm not gonna read them all to you. Um, it is all found in our syllabus. Um, it's a PDF document that will come along with the replay and you can also find that on our website. For each track of learning, I teach the vast majority of the class. They're pre-recorded, so you can watch them at your convenience. And then we have live calls to practice and answer any question you may have or particular application in your specialty. But we also have guest expert teaching that fill in the blank of my own knowledge, of my own specialty. So I brought, I think we have 12 different guest expert teacher that I've created and created content specifically for this certification. And you have access to that in our website as well. 
I mentioned a few times that we go beyond the food. So we have a number of resources in class and training on life coaching skills. Because you very quickly, when you start working at that level of thoughts and beliefs, you quickly start unpacking needs for boundaries, needs for goal setting, and, and like all kinds of different things that we were never trained in. So we give you teaching and training on that. And then we have our certification for eating coach. So we have the intuitive eating track. I teach it based on my learning from Evelyn Triboli and Elise Roche, but this not the same thing as the intuitive eating certified counselor training. That's a different thing. For me, it is more about how to use the cognitive behavioral coaching in the 10 principles of intuitive eating. Plus, we have a number of guest experts in that field as well that can come and supplement all the angle of eating that varies. So that's part of our eating certification. Then we have our body image certification which I teach you the framework I created called the body neutrality framework. Plus I have supplemental guest expert teacher that come in and, and teach different aspects that I cannot teach. So that's a body image coach. This is a sample of our guest expert teacher. You can find a full listing on our website. And then we also have a module on how to do business ethically with integrity. As I mentioned, we cannot sell our services that are anti-diet culture, that are anti-oppression in the same way that diet culture is sold. So we have to rethink the way we do business. So we help you with that as well. We have a five process to rethink your business or to create a brand new business from the get-go, right? We help you create an aligned business strategy. We help you create a marketing message, a compelling offer, how to do marketing authentically with integrity. And then we help you sell with integrity as well. So the big question for you here today is how can you learn the non-diet approach on your own and implement it in your practice? Can you do it on your own? Absolutely, you can. And there's a ton of resources for you to do it on your own. But there's also choice number two, which is the option of skipping all the research and the reading all the books and listening to all the podcasts and come to a place where all the resource have been pulled together for you, that you've been given step-by-step -step process, and that is the non-diet coaching certification. So I'd like to share with you at this point, before the video starts, a few thoughts, some videos and some thoughts that our former student, people who've graduated with us, I asked them to share their thoughts about our program with you. That's the video I'm going to share with you right now. Okay, so it's going to be a few minutes and then I'll come back after the video to answer all of your questions. So these are all graduate from our program, which is now entering its fourth and a half years. So we're going to be enrolling at the time of recording this, our 10th cohort. 
I once was asked if you could spend five minutes with someone who would tell you something that would change your world, but it would cost you a million dollars. Would you do it? Hi, I'm Jolyn Martin of Jolyn Martin Fitness. Start with that analogy because I found the value for my money within the first two weeks of Stephanie's program. Stephanie starts with mindset work and it challenges you to discover the limiting beliefs that have been holding you back in your life and in your business up to this point. Not only does Stephanie challenge you with your mindset, with food and body image, but also within your capability in your business. Stephanie sprinkles her magic on everything, and I mean everything. So what I love the most about working with Stephanie is just her no-fuss approach to nutrition, especially a non-diet approach to health and wellness. She is very passionate and committed to seeing you succeed as a client. Before I joined uh, the mentorship program, I was clear that I wanted a non-diet approach to nutrition and wellness. It's a framework for my business. I just wasn't clear how to get that foundation as well as how to apply what I had learned through um, some of the non-diet uh, trainings that I've had already. And this is where the mentorship program came in and was very helpful. As well, I was able to manage my mindset as a business owner and also gain friendships with other women who share the same values that I do. Hey there, friends of Stephanie. My name is Kim Hagel from Radiant Vitality Wellness, and I am a member of Stephanie's non-diet pro mentorship program. And I just came on here to tell you how happy and thrilled I am that I said yes to taking this program. I am a personal trainer and holistic nutritionist, and in my line of work, I see a lot of ways that the diet industry influences the fitness industry and how that really fails my clients. So I was looking for a program that would help me to help them make peace with exercise and feel confident in the body that they have. So I signed up for Stephanie's program, looking for something that would give me the knowledge base and the business training that I would need to create a signature coaching program to help people heal their relationship with exercise in their body. And my expectations have been far exceeded. Um, I've been blown away. The knowledge base and confidence that I have working with clients now has grown um, because of the high quality education that Stephanie has provided. And I know that the things that I'm teaching are changing lives and it feels so amazing. The, the moment was just deciding that I, I was really just making a decision for myself that this is something I know I can do. And when I decided to make that investment, there really was like no turning back. And I think also just realizing the food freedom and the overall freedom and joy that I started to feel in my life, I knew that I was far enough ahead that I can now share this with other women. She just embrace your afraidness. It just tells you something that you really want something. And I know it's scary, but it's just the discomfort and you have just learn to have all the emotions and that's something so beautiful that you can give to your clients so if you can learn to go with the fear and not struggle with it it's so beautiful that you can give your clients talk about what you've done for me because i feel like had i met you and started consulting with you three years ago number one i would have saved so much money and number two, I would have been so much farther ahead in my business. I have, I've worked with so many people who said they knew what they were doing. You're the only person I can say I've worked with who really knows what she's doing.
And I mean, I've gotten referrals from, you know, I didn't dig them out of a yellow pages. They came, well, highly recommended, but they don't have the business acumen, the incisive knowledge about this particular business and the ability to function in the online space that you've had. So I felt my confidence coming back in working with you and my hope that my business will take off in working with you. And I just can't thank you enough, Stephanie, honestly. So I'm going to stop sharing my screen and I'm going to take questions. I hope that some of you who are listening to this will join us in the next cohort of the non-diet coaching certification. And if you choose to do that on your own, please use our podcast, the Going to Beyond the Food, the Undiet Your Coaching Practice as resources, and perhaps some of the training classes, the smaller training classes that we have. But I know many of you, I will see you in the future. If you are loving what you're learning on the podcast, you have to come and check out Undiet Your Life. This is where we get to hang out together, where you get the individual help applying the concept thought on the podcast while learning new coaching tools that will make your life even more amazing. It's also where you get to apply the learning to think better, eat better, and feel better and create your undieted life, your better, bigger, and bolder life. Go to stephaniedoze.com forward slash join. I'd love to have you join us inside of Undiet Your Life, and I'll see you on the other side.